This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Do you want to set your child up for success? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Well, I know with Eleanor, when she was struggling so much with math, if she had been able to do online learning at home, she would have been much better able to keep up with class, and that would have just made the whole situation much easier for her. Don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And half your listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com happier. Visit IXL.com happier to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we talk about how to be happier using cutting-edge science, the wisdom of the ages, lessons from pop culture, and our own experiences. This week we'll talk about why you might want to find a lucky charm for yourself and why distraction can be a powerful tool. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft, still in New York City, still with me right here, right across the table. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., but yes, Gretchen, I am still here, and it's like I've moved to New York. What, it's week six, right? Yeah, uh, like something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> when we're still shooting this pilot, um, how's it going? Week, it's going great. It's really fun, but it's it's exhausting. So I'm. Um, Happy to be just sitting here in the studio with you for a bit. No, I mean, I remember you say, say like, your call could be 7 a.m. for a 12-hour, 14-hour day. It's like... Yeah, it's, it's a long day. I admire people who do production all the time because it's a tough uh, it's a tough schedule. Yeah, yeah. I'm used to my writer hours, which are <laughs> much better. Um, but we And we missed you last week. Yes, but Eliza was so great. I loved listening to her sit in with you. She's like you know, definitely gave me a run for my money. I have to say, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to lose my spot. She's so good. Oh, she's great. And well, and she has her podcast, Eliza, starting at 16. So I think now she's like in the whole podcast mode. Yes. But the, the challenge for me was Eliza and Elizabeth. It was like, I mix those up all the time anyway. So that was, that was my own little personal uh, challenge. Yeah, I heard you almost do it a couple times. <laughs> and I'm sure Henry edited out a few That's right. Yeah, I got Henry Henry being a... Um, and Gretch, since uh, in the last few weeks, we've started a sort of podcast bonus. Yep. Uh, you're doing A Little Happier every Monday, which is just a sort of two-minute bite of yep. happiness, yep. Um, which I'm loving. Oh, good. Yeah, no, it's tons of fun um, to just have like a little snippet of something. And I've got... 
Um, I keep writing down ideas for them because like I love thinking of them. So there's more and more. Um, yeah. And so it's just the idea is like just a little something on Monday morning to make yourself a little happier. And they're short so that it's just, you know, something if you want just something quick to listen to. It's not like a whole episode. And they're easier to share maybe on social media because they're so short. So it's just something that if you want to give give somebody like just a little taste of something they're easier to send along yeah so everybody share those yeah uh, and thanks so many people were very nice and emailed me or you know texted or called in or whatever um and i really appreciate it because that was nice it's when you're doing something new it's always nice to get uh, positive yeah gold stars gold star junkie here so i love them Okay, so now, Elizabeth, it's time for our Try This at Home. And this week, it is to find yourself a lucky charm. So a lucky charm, is this like a superstition? I'm surprised that you're into a superstitious. But, okay, so this is, this, bear with me. So it, you're right. So superstition is when you have the irrational belief that something or some action on your part has the power to influence the outcome, even if there's no logical connection. So you think something like, you know, if I'm wearing a red baseball cap, my team is going to win. Yes. Okay. So that's a superstition. Okay. So relying on lucky charms is superstitious, but the fact is it actually works when you're looking at like lucky, like performance related charms. Like this is my, not my lucky hat that my team is going to do better, but my lucky hat that my golf game is going to get better. Um, And they found out that when people feel like they have luck on their side, this belief actually does boost mental and physical performance. Wow. Yeah. So... It's like the placebo effect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a good analogy because you think it's good. It's not that it actually works, but because you think it's going to work, it actually works. Self-fulfilling so, Yes, exactly. And so, and you know, um, I don't know anything about sports, but even I know that a lot of um, really famous athletes have, you know, weird things that they do or things that they always wear or rituals that they go through. And that actually helps performance. And they did this one study, which is so funny, where... They had people hitting golf balls, and some people were told, oh, you know what? This is a lucky ball. And then they actually did better than people who were not told that it was a lucky ball. Wow. Well, as Dad always tells us, golf is a totally mental game. Yeah. So that really makes sense in golf. Yeah, yeah. So I tried to apply this to, like, you know, in my my um, my habits bully, yeah. uh, guinea pig, turn everybody into a guinea pig way. I did this. I had read this research a while ago. And so when Eliza was struggling with math mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago, I, I, I went into her. I took this necklace that I had and, like, very portentously said, now it is time for me to give this to you. This is my lucky <laughs> necklace from high school. This is the oh necklace that I wore for every test. And I always felt like it helped me think. And so I'm going to give it to you. And um, I have to say, I don't think it, it didn't work. Well, yeah. I mean, she wore it. And then like a friend of hers broke it. And then I mean, she, what she, necklace was it? Uh, it was actually, you will know it. It's that Elsa Peretti kind of, uh, um, what is it? Uh, yin yang. Yes. That's always on a long, thin yeah. chain. And the chain, and she was sort of playing with it the way you're not supposed to. And um, a friend of hers kind of hit it. And, and, and this thing said, but I have to say, Eliza, Eliza did not seem particularly, uh, concerned about the fact she broke my necklace or about the fact she lost her lucky charm. So I don't think in that particular case. It worked. No, but but it's a good, it's like, it's nice to have things to try. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Do you, have, do you have any like lucky charm? Well, oddly, I kind of think of my wedding ring as my lucky charm <laughs> and my engagement <laughs> ring because uh, most people are just always have them on. Yeah. So they're not their lucky charm. Right. But ever since I gave birth, my fingers just like, 
have never been the same. I uh, I, have, I have not noticed a difference which, in your fingers. Well, uh, my OB said the same thing happened to her, which ah. made me feel better. Um, but um, so it's like my ring is kind of tight, and really oh. I should get it resized. But of course, I haven't bothered to do that. <laughs> so whenever I feel like I need a little extra boost, I stuff it on my finger and I oh. wear it as my lucky charm. Oh. Um, so it's become my lucky charm, right? And hopefully one day I'll just start wearing it every day again. You mean like if you have a big, like you're doing a big, like I have like, a meeting, yes. or um, something's happening you're pitching. at school, or just yeah, I just want to feel. I guess it makes me feel connected to yeah. Adam and Jack when yeah. I'm wearing it. Oh. Not that I'm not always connected, but it's extra connection. So it's like a little safety blanket. Oh. Um, what does Adam think of the charm. fact that you usually don't wear it? I don't think he has any clue or has ever noticed. <laughs> never, something. He has no idea. That's interesting. Like, I never, I always wear my, it would never even occur to me to do that. What's weird is since I don't always wear my wedding ring, I do notice and actually a lot of people don't always wear their wedding ring. It's actually not as uncommon as you'd think. Well, I would almost, I would just be worried about losing it. It seems very inauspicious to lose your wedding ring yeah. or your engagement ring. And um, I would just be afraid, like, the, the safest place for it is on my finger, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you, but what's yeah. your what, what's your lucky charm? Well, I have a lucky perfume. Mm, um, that's it, interesting. Yes, it's um, CB. I hate perfume. Is this like weird? They, they're not even really perfumes. They're like smells, and it's this accord called hay, and it really smells like hay. It's like this hot, sweet, kind of summery. Smell. Little house on the prairie. Yeah, very little house on the prairie. Yeah, you're out there with your log cabin and nothing. Now, I can't use it in all situations. Because like, if I was going to do a podcast, I wouldn't wear it. Because if somebody else was allergic to perfume or objected to perfume, they'd be like stuck in a or room. Or didn't love the smell of hay. Yeah, I didn't want to be like, did you just come from a barn? <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, a lot of times, like I'll put it on in the morning, and then it's kind of a kind of a psych up, right. and then it's gone by the time I'm getting to wherever it is that I'm going. Um, so yeah, lucky but I, perfume. I like, I like per- and I, I want save a lucky it. Perfume. It's good. It's good, and I save it for like, or if I need like a special treat, it's kind of like a. Uh, it's it is like a focusing thing. Like you know, I need a little bit of an extra shove today, um, so I'll wear the lucky perfume. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Well, I want to hear. Um, I'm sure our listeners have yes. a, a lot of lucky. Ooh, charms. I cannot wait to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, this will be very interesting. But so here's my question though, and then maybe people can weigh in on this. Is like. It's do you, do you have can you endow something like consciously can you just pick up this pen and be like this is my lucky pen and make it lucky or does it have to be like this is the pen that my grandfather always used therefore it is lucky like does the effect work even if you just no that's of, why the necklace didn't work Rush. no you, but no 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 because I did it to her oh, I tried well, to give true. it that that special magic yeah. in my gift to her. Um, but right, but could I have done it to myself? But I did that with, with the perfume to myself. But the perfume had a special, me. it made you feel that way, which yeah. is why you chose it. Oh, I don't think you could just go, oh, this uh, Dracar Noir is going to be my lucky <laughs> cologne. You right. know what I mean? You ha- right. have to feel that. Right. Ha- I think yeah. it has to come from okay. within. So everybody it weigh is, in. Yeah. yeah. But speaking of Dracar Noir, <laughs> a friend of mine said this, this is apropos of nothing, but she, she was saying, she walked in to meet me for lunch and she said, oh gosh, I smelled Dracar Noir in the subway this morning. It's what my ex-boyfriend used to wear. It's ruined my whole day. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so the power of smell. Um, okay, excellent. So 
weigh in. Let us know. Um, Gretch, this is making me realize I need to help Jack identify his lucky charm. Ooh, yeah. So I'll see. Uh, again, I'm not going to pick it, but I'm going to help him identify Ooh, it. Oh, yes. This seems lucky. Um, well, this all reminds me of um, a scene from The Office, my favorite television show, because actually there's a scene in The Office for every situation. Of course. Um, and this is a Michael is explaining um, why he's trying to lift a curse on The Office. He thinks The Office is cursed because he hit his coworker Meredith with his car <laughs> as he was pulling into the parking lot one morning. And so here he is talking about the curse. Why well, I'm taking responsibility. And it is up to me to get rid of the curse that hit Meredith with my car. I'm not superstitious, but I'm, I am a little stitious. Okay, excellent. So weigh in. Let us know. Um, you know, podcast uh, podcast at com. Leave us a voicemail. Twitter, you know. Oh, oh and in the show notes, um, this is uh, happiercast.com slash 59 if you want to comment or get any images, links, anything related to this episode, as always. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. Okay, Gretch, it's time for a better than before habit strategy. Right. So there are 21 strategies that I say that you can use to make or break your habits, um, which I talk about in Better Than Before. And this week, uh, we're talking about the strategy of distraction. And this is the strategy that like, when you're tempted to break a habit that you're trying to keep, or when you're indulging in a bad habit, there are two sides of the same coin, you can just say to yourself, okay, I'm just gonna, I, I could do it, but like in 15 minutes, you want to build in that delay. And in that time, you want to distract yourself and try to get absorbed in something else. Because a lot of times, if you can get that distraction, then whatever the temptation is will just vanish. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking uh, I was in a great run for a long time, which I'm out of now, which we've discussed, where <laughs> at night I would get on the treadmill yeah. and watch my TV shows on the treadmill. And that was a great distraction from snacking. Yes. You know, um, it, it, so it wasn't, first of all, you're walking. Yeah which is good, but then you're also away from the kitchen, yes. which is a great distraction yes. from snacking. And, and it's also the strategy of convenience because it's in, it's more convenient to get off the, off the couch that's right next to the kitchen yes. than it is to like get off, you know, carefully get off the, you know, straddle the treadmill, turn it off, yeah. go away. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a great, but, but just your thoughts are occupied, your body's occupied. You don't, you're not fighting the urge to right. snack because it's just, you're, you're completely absorbed in some other incompatible activity. And you bring up a great point, too, with this, which is that 
like when we're trying to distract ourselves, what we're doing is we're purposefully redirecting our thoughts. And it often works best when there's some kind of physical activity as well. So like instead of just um, saying to yourself, I got to think about something else for a while. You're like, I'm going to go change the kitty litter or, um, you know, I'm going to, you know, clean up the shelf or I'm going to go fold some laundry or if there's some physical activity, I think that helps with your mental state as well. Yeah, I know the, I always get the most cleaning done when I'm avoiding, (laughs) uh, when I need distraction. Um, Yeah, well, that can become, it can become, distraction is one of these things where you want to use it uh, uh, as a tool. Um, You don't want to let it, uh, it's a good, it's a good servant and a bad master because distraction can definitely get in the way if you're distracting yourself from something that you're supposed to be doing. Um, And the other thing to remember about distraction is that it doesn't mean that you're trying to suppress a thought. You're not deliberately trying not to think of something because this is like that old joke of like, don't think of a white bear. That's called ironic rebound because the more you try not to think about it, then the more you are thinking about it. You want to just shift your attention to something else. You want to be thinking about the real housewives, not sitting there thinking about, I really, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to eat a cheese it. I'm not going to think about, I'm not even going to think about a cheese it. It's like, no, I'm thinking about the real housewives. And the other thing I know that um, you found in your research is that we think like cravings will intensify over time, but they actually diminish. So if you can just get through a craving, it'll go away. It's not like it'll just build and build and build until you give into it. A hundred percent. And I think for a lot of people, like I've had this thought myself, um, where it's like you want something and you think, well, I'm just going to want it more and more and more and more and more until I'm overwhelmed by it. So I might as well give in now and kind of save myself the time. Um, Like I actually had a nutrition professor who said like, well, I can't think about anything else as long as there's ice cream in the house. So I'm like, I might as well just eat it right away so that like then I can get my work done. But you're absolutely right. The research shows that after 15 minutes, it kind of goes away. So you just need to get yourself through that period. Um, You're not going to be in that state of craving, um, you know, as long as you might imagine goes away well i have to say do it right now being in the thick of this pilot show running is like the ultimate distraction because it it, you can't even don't even have time to like go to the bathroom when you're (laughs) working so it's like i have to say like there's just so many things to do that you're constantly distracted yeah Um, yeah, yeah. it can almost be bad because you're as you were saying you're distracted from real things that matter because you have so many little things to deal with yeah that you can let everything else go well i got to visit you briefly on the set and it was it was like constantly people like well what about this and what about that and check your email and what are we going to say and that's very hard to manage and and it's true that sometimes when you're you're I think we've all had the experience where we're heading towards doing something that we shouldn't do and then we're accidentally distracted like you get a question from a coworker or the phone right. rings I'm on or, the way to craft services and someone stops <laughs> me <laughs> To discuss how many extras we need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cross services, by the way, is like the word for the cornucopia of uh, of treats that um, I, I I took a picture of it. I should post it. It's just yeah. like every kind of treat that you can imagine, like free for the taking. It's, yeah, it's the bane of my existence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. But if somebody's running to you and yeah, then you're like, wait a minute, I've got to go deal with that. So that's good. And then we got a great uh, voice message from JT, who had a really great way to use the strategy of distraction and, and, a, and a lot of different strategies uh, very, very effectively. So let's hear what she came up with. Hi, Gretchen. Hi, Elizabeth. I was calling in response to your question about feedback on loopholes. I was not surprised to hear that Elizabeth had the exact same two loopholes as I use, as I am also an extreme upholder. 
Um, and then I just wanted to say the way that I use them is I still haven't really figured out planning to fail because I use that one so much. It's ridiculous. And then as far as the loophole of tomorrow, I tried to use it in reverse and that seems to be really effective actually. So instead of saying I can do this today because tomorrow I'm going to be perfect, I'll just say, how about don't have that cookie today? And you can have as many cookies as you want tomorrow if you go the entire day without having one today. And usually I'll find by the next day when it's time to give in to the temptation that I told myself I could have, I don't want it anymore. Thanks. Love the podcast. Wow, JT. Um, that is so uh, brilliant because it combines, first of all, it combines distraction um, because it's like, I'm not going to do, I'm going to put off this, this tempting thing until tomorrow. And when, you know, when tomorrow comes, um, it's not tempting to me anymore. And it's also using the loophole of tomorrow logic in a very, very smart way. So the tomorrow loophole is when you say to yourself, when you want to get out of a good habit to say, well, it doesn't matter what I'm doing today because starting tomorrow, I'm going to be so good. And so she's using it in this. She's very... saying tomorrow I can be bad. Yes. And then tomorrow never comes. Right. That's Which is kind of like the brilliant. Alice in Wonderland thing, jam yesterday and jam tomorrow, but never jam today. But she's using that in a really smart way to, to just separate herself from these cravings, which then don't bother her when the time, time actually comes. Yeah, I'm going to try this one. And speaking of um, great suggestions and insights from listeners, um, now we're going to have some listener answers. Um, now, remember, if you want to reach us, you can leave a voicemail at 774-277-9336, um, or easier to remember, 77-HAPPY-336. And they can email us, of course, at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. <laughs> Right. And Elizabeth, this is uh, th this is responses to episode 57 um, when you brought up the uh, the try this at home of having a daily mantra. Um, and your mantra was I can. Yeah. Great. Great daily mantra. And so we heard from so many people with their amazing mantras. Yeah. Uh, we heard from Claire. Her mantra is avoid scattering your energies. She said, I am an upholder. I, come, I came across this mantra as I was attempting to switch career tracks and was trying to do anything and everything in order to be appealing to every type of employer. I was at a Chinese restaurant when I got a fortune that simply said, avoid scattering your energies. And it just hit me that I needed to focus my job hunt. As an upholder, to need to say yes to everything is overwhelming. This mantra is a nice reminder that quality is just as, if not more, important than quantity. I love that she got her mantra from a fortune cookie. That That's excellent. awesome. Yeah. Um, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Um, and then Jessica uh, wrote to say that her mantra, um, I've, a few weeks ago, I was using, using the daily mantra, set it in motion. This had to do with figuring out the aspects of a project I can't do myself and getting other people started on their portion first. I have control of my work and time, as in I can work up to the very last minute, but can't control others. So I need to take the time to get them going early before I hunker down to my portion. Mm. And then Casey said, my daily mantra as of late is just for today. I especially find this handy when I'm trying to stay away from tempting treats. I tell myself that just for today, I will refuse. Before you know it, days go by and a new habit was formed. That's a lot like our yep. um, JT. Yes, yes. And it's something that works for a lot of people um, just for today. Carly said... Um, this is really interesting. She said, I was so sleep deprived during the first three months after my son was born that every tiny obstacle raised by my husband's eight-year-old daughter felt impossible to deal with. 
I love this little girl, but found myself in constant disapproval mode. This year, my mantra has been be joyous. Thinking this way has meant that so many things that seem irritating and annoying, the things that send you into a lecture about being responsible and considerate of others, can be turned into something humorous and joyous depending on my reaction. And here, I love I loved this very specific example from Carly. The other week she was saying how she didn't like eating spinach. And instead of trying to instill appreciation for green veggies, I agreed. And we had a fun conversation about what we'd rather eat all day long. Me, cheese sandwiches, her, candy, and another conversation about how that's not possible for our bodies. It was so much nicer than clashing with her and forcing my opinion on her. Trying to find the funnier, funnier reaction has helped, helped relieve stress on my side and build a better relationship with her. We're not perfect, but joyousness adds so much. And this reminds me of our discussion um, in episode 53 when it's about give people their wish and fantasy. Mm, and so yeah. instead of saying like, no, you can't eat candy, you're like, wow, what if you lived in Willy Wonka's factory and you could eat candy all day long? And then you're just like, oh, but we can't do that. And then they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say to Jack, I know. I wish, you know, I would yeah. love not to brush my teeth. Yeah, I know. What we like, yeah, imagine we don't ever have to brush our teeth. That would be so awesome. Yeah, yeah. But then, you yeah. Know. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, you can't do that. Uh, let's see. Katie in San Diego said, when I experience an annoyance or some upset over, a, over the course of a day, I tell myself, if that's the worst thing in my day, it's still a pretty good day. If I had to use one word, it would be perspective. I save feeling bad for real day records like my best friend sharing she has breast cancer or that uh, February 2010 call from my unit commanding officer I had orders to go to Afghanistan. Happily, I returned home a year later unscathed physically and emotionally. Wow, that does put it in perspective. Yeah, that's perspective. Uh, Beth in California, uh, her mantra is choose the hard way. And she says, I'm prone to laziness and being disorganized, and I tend to give myself shortcuts or easy way outs. For example, I'll do the dishes tomorrow, or I'll take a cab rather than walk. Lately, I've, been, uh, I've also been applying it to my career and friendships. For example, sending that email I don't want to write, and it's working great. Anne's mantra is here now. A reminder to be present and to stop worrying about what may or may not happen. Yeah. And then last uh, from Laura in L.A., um, I've taken on as my mantra the phrase, all you can do is your best. My parents have repeated this to me many times on my anxiety-filled phone calls to them, <laughs> and I eventually wrote it down in the notebook I keep at my desk. Anytime that work-related anxiety hits, I read it to calm me down. And, you know, Elizabeth, one of the things that I really loved about reading this from Laura is, is um, it, it made me realize, like, you and I often repeat to ourselves the mantras that mom and dad have given us. Like, dad's always saying energy. Mom's always saying stay calm. Right. And as a parent, I often feel like my children do not pay any attention right. to what I say. <laughs> and, like, who cares? Like, why even bother, like, throwing out these pearls of wisdom? But it's nice. Like, I think people, like, Laura, you, me, like, yeah. we really do. It really, these these things that you hear over and over, they really do sink in and they really can be helpful. Or a voice in, in your head. Yes, so yeah. someday Eliza will will be <laughs> will be doing the same. Yes, yes. Um, so everyone, thanks so much for these. And there were so many more that we can't we couldn't get to. Um, it's it's so uh, thrilling and fascinating to read what people pick. And I'm going to totally copy a lot of these <laughs> and rip them off um, myself. So thank you everyone who weighed in, and 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 continue to do so because it's it's terrific. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team 
And hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, demerits, gold stars. Elizabeth, you're up for the demerits. Yes, this is a long-term, ongoing, uh, 12-year demerit right Ooh. now, Gretchen. Uh, I have a goddaughter named Clara. Ah, um, she's my friend Gage and Wendy's oh, their sure. daughter. She's um, she's actually a twin, but I'm not her brother's mm. godma, just Clara's. I and, did not know this. About yes, you. and um, I am a horrible godmother. That I do nothing as a godmother. Like I have in my mind all the things that a godmother should be. Like Jan Brady on the Brady Bunch had a godmother who gave her special she gifts. She did. And, yeah. Ooh. Um, <laughs> or maybe it was just a special aunt. But the point is, in my mind, right. there's like a real role there. Uh -huh. um, and I do nothing. Uh. So it's just, here's this girl who I would love to have a relationship with and have her feel like she had like a special person looking out for her right um but i haven't done that right well but I, I will 12, say so i have will, a lot of time but she you live in california and she lives in massachusetts yeah yeah so it's, uh, no it's hard yeah we're she's a long way away and i think sometimes well i should send her a special christmas ornament every year yeah. uh but then they have four kids so i'm like well i don't know if i can get it together to send everyone a christmas ornament and no, would I, it be weird just to send just my goddaughter the christmas ornament um, which it probably wouldn't be. See, I feel like that's raising the bar. Oh, um, you think yeah. that's... Well, so raising the bar is when you you stall out because you think, well, it has to be this. No, but if I'm going to do this, I have to do that. And if I do that, I'm going to have to do this other thing. And then it, it, it becomes insurmountable because I think it... What do I know? I'm not a godparent, but it would seem like it would be a, it would be fine for you to send something just to her. Yeah, I think you're right. And I'm thinking she's 12 now, so yeah. she's going to be 13. And 13 yeah. is like kind of a transition time. Yeah. So maybe ah. that's when I really need to try to kick up my godmother uh, duties. Well, okay. So you are an obliger. And the fact is, like, she's now old enough to kind of hold you accountable because she will kind of really consciously right. know whether you do or don't. So what what, what do you envision? I'm so intrigued by this. Like, I, what, Well, what, I, I don't know. I might, uh, you, you know, my organizational it. abilities aren't great. Um, well, Christmas ornaments are a big thing in our family. Yes. And you could, like, start sending yes. a Christmas ornament and then she'd have like a little collection from you and that's like a cool thing. Yeah, I think that would be And then be you nice. remember it because it's like, oh, it's Thanksgiving. I need to buy the Christmas ornament and get it in the mail. Yeah, and hope, I mean, obviously what would be better is spending time with her and that's what I never can do because, you know, we're so far away. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. However, I am out there as the person who could, you know, provide the, um, you know, summer internship when she's yeah, in college. Yeah, that's so true. I have time to, or like to make up for Hollywood my... Hollywood swag. Yeah, I have um, time to make up for my yeah. uh, dereliction of duties. Yeah. 
But anyway, if Claire's out there, she should know that I'm I'm here lurking, just yeah. waiting to kick yeah, in yeah. as a great godmother. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we all know that feeling of where there's some role that you're playing, like maybe you're the house parent or maybe you're, you know, uh, the head of your book club. And you think, well, I could really, you know, I could really do more with this role and it would be really great. And I'm sure I'd enjoy it. and It'd be great for other people. Um, but for whatever reason, you sort of haven't taken the steps to, like, do that. Um, so yeah, I think we've all, we've all been there. Yeah. So the hopefully in the future, I'm going to be a better godmother and enjoy this amazing girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Gold star. Can I give my oh, gold yes. star? Yes. Gretch, what's your gold star? So I want to give a gold star to my husband, Jamie, and this is breaking news because this literally <laughs> happened like an hour and a half ago. Um, so Jamie and I were going down in the elevator from our apartment this morning and I said to him, I'm crabby. And he said, why are you crabby? And I was like, I don't need a reason. I'm just crabby. And so um, he kind of ignored that because he often sort of just like, he's like, whatever. So we go out. I uh, I was walking Barnaby and he was going to work. So whatever. Um, and I didn't think anything of it. But then I got this on my way here to the studio. I got this text and it says, don't be crabby. We'll have dinner before the play and talk about it. Because his mother-in-law, his mother is involved in theater. And so there's this show she really wants us to see. So we're going to see the show. Um, and we and she goes, so we'll talk about um, what Eliza has to do next week and I, how I will bully her. Um, he means that in a loving way, of course, really. Um, what we will do this summer, because we have all these like kind of inchoate plans for the summer that we need to nail down. And dog stuff, because like Barnaby has all these like special medicines he's supposed to have once a month that we haven't been doing and we need to get back on schedule and and then he says whatever else we'll get it all mapped out and that will help and what I love about this partly it makes me so happy to think about actually getting all this stuff done but the fact is he really knows me he knows what is going to cheer me up and if I'm crabby um, what the solution is and he just went right for it he's yeah. like you know bring your calendar we're gonna get some stuff crossed off the to-do list so I like a nice romantic <laughs> dinner discussing Barnaby's <laughs> medications he but does the, know you well <laughs> he does because that is the fact that is the thing it makes it made me it really it cheered me up right away it really really <laughs> did so gold star for Jamie gold well star. done you know <laughs> You know what you're dealing with. Um, and that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Identify and use a lucky charm. Let us know what your lucky charm is. If you found a lucky charm, did it work for you? Um, we're so curious to hear about people's lucky charms. Thank you to our producer, Henry Malofsky, who I got to see again today. Also, thanks to Andy Bowers and Laura Mayer of Panoply. And, Gretch, we love to hear from our listeners. Yes. So they should all contact yes, us. Yes, yes. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. If you like the show, um, either this show or the new A Little Happiers, um, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us on iTunes, write a review. All that's a big help. Also, um, reminder, if you want to subscribe to my monthly newsletter, um, just text me at 66866 and in the message box type happier and you'll get a text back that asks for your email and once you type that in you'll get a confirmation and that has stuff like the best of the podcast the blog the Facebook page all that stuff until next week I'm Elizabeth Kraft and I'm Gretchen Rubin thanks for joining us onward and upward 
Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.